Welcome to the Quite Audacious Podcast with Amanda Swiger. I am a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why I've been so successful. I'm now taking that love of audacious, rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with, all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride. No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, hello. Welcome back. And uh, here we are with episode number two. As I am recording this, it's kind of fun for me because we recorded these out of order um, by the time you are listening to this second episode, I probably will have recorded about 25 episodes for this podcast. Uh, we kind of did them out of order because I honestly didn't think I would like making podcast episodes. I thought this was going to be the part of building this new brand that was going to be my least favorite. And shockingly, it's probably one of my favorite parts of this. Um, I really, really love it. And I feel like there are so many cool conversations I'm going to get to bring to you. So many unique people, awesome people that I'm going to have conversations with so many just things I want to dive into and kind of share with y'all. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been fun as a, uh, welcomed surprise. Um, so we kind of recorded these episodes where I just kind of went off the first few and was like, what do I feel like I could record an episode on uh, just to see how I liked it. And uh, shockingly, I was like, this is easy for me. This is not something I hate doing. And I love that. So then we went back and I'm recording now the first couple episodes that, you know, kind of help y'all get to know me a little better if you are new to who Amanda Swiger is. Um, so if you have not listened to the first episode, go back and listen to that one, because I kind of give you an intro into who I am, how I've gotten here, a little bit of my life story. Um, and I wanted to follow up that episode with an episode about why education, why a podcast, why do I feel, I hate the word calling feels very like conservative Christian, which is on brand because that's the world I came from. But um, it I, I don't know what other word to have like for it. Um, I feel very much like a pull to do this um, and have a lot of just deep motivation around helping people. Um, if my background in social work was any indication, I am a people person. I love helping people. Um, and this is this just feels like the right next step. But I also know that there's a lot of reasons people get into education and some of them are pretty shitty. So I wanted to give uh, y'all an opportunity to hear why I wanted to do all of this in my words um, and kind of give you a little background into why now and why I just think what I'm trying to do is different and important. So hopefully y'all like this episode. Uh, if you have questions and you want answers on things, my DMs are always open on Instagram. You can find me at the Amanda Swiger, and I would love to turn this into a bit more of a conversation. So if there are topics you'd love to hear me cover, if there are things you want to know, let me know. Uh, but for today, I'm going to jump into why a podcast first and then go into why the education part. I'll probably mix them up a little bit, but mom, um, to start, I 
knew I wanted to do a podcast when I fell in love with podcasts. I listened to so many podcasts on a weekly basis uh, when you're working from home and it's just me and my dogs. I am not somebody who really can watch TV and work. It's too distracting. And I love audiobooks, but I have read myself through pretty much any book that I have found that I'd want to listen to um, in like 2020 and 2021. So in 2022, I found podcasts. Maybe it was late 2021, but I listened to so many podcasts. I have on a weekly basis about 40 that I try to dive into, which I love. Um, And I felt like the podcasts for photographers were not my vibe. Um, There are a few that I don't dislike, but a lot of them, I don't know. We're not it for me. And that's no shade against any of the people who have podcasts, who are photographers. I just felt like a lot of them were a little stuffy. Um, And a lot of them are led by men. (laughs) And we love, we love you guys. But um, I just, I wanted to hear more raw, real truth. And I just didn't feel like I was finding that. And I felt like a lot of podcasts that were by like a singular photographer, there's so much of it is them selling. And there's nothing wrong with selling. I I will be the first person to tell you that I think we are business people first. So we need to be selling to potential customers always in for that. But I was like, you know, it's like when you, I don't know if you ever signed up for like a masterclass on Facebook or something by some educator that you really like. And you're like, oh, you're going to come in for an hour long thing. You're going to learn about this thing. And in reality, what you learned is maybe four sentences longer than the description was. Um, and you're not really getting all that much value, but then you spend a lot of the thing being sold to about getting into a program. And it just, it works. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't work. I've bought my fair share of programs, um, but it's not, I don't think the most awesome way to be sold to. And I kind of fell into the coaching world of podcasts and was so refreshed to see how things were sold in that market. Um, how a lot of it is about service first and sharing knowledge and things, and then kind of giving people enough information to get going on something. But if they want more in depth on a particular subject that, you know, obviously they have programs and they mention them and that kind of thing. And I was like, that's, that feels more real to me. Uh, and so I was like, I want to kind of take a blend of the self-help and the coach kind of world podcasts and meld it with um, some of the business knowledge I have and some of the very photographer specific knowledge I have. And then also just kind of stuff that's on my mind. Um, I am excited about the fact that we have down the pipeline a few um, episodes with my wife. Uh, Get ready, y'all. Those are going to be a fun time. Um, I made the decision that we are not going to filter her. So you're going to get the real Jordan on the podcast. Uh, we're going to do a couples episode, uh, like series. So there'll be some Q and a from people. I had some of our friends give us questions and they are great, great questions. I'm very excited for those podcast episodes. Um, but I, I, I loved listening to podcasts. So to me, making a podcast sounded like fun. Um, And I also just really felt like I had a unique point of view when it came to a lot of things around photography, um, especially the business side of the photography business. Um, Not as much uh, the technical aspect of being a photographer. Um, If you are looking for that, 
this ain't the podcast for you. Um, because I am not a technical photographer. I am self-taught. I have been making this up as I go since 2011. Um, and I'm, you know, maybe a lot of people would try to hide that fact. I am pretty proud of it because I've built an incredibly successful career with very little technical knowledge. Um, I can obviously repeat the same things over and over again and deliver my clients consistent results. Um, and I think that sometimes we shame people into believing that unless you know the exposure triangle and know all of this technical stuff about flash or about how to, you know, shoot this way or that way, um, that you're not a good photographer and I call horseshit. So, um, there's that. I really love talking, which is something else that's interesting to me. Um, I just, not that I like talking into a void, which is a little bit how I thought a podcast was going to be, but I like being able to share my knowledge. I like talking to other people. Um, and I was like, I know so many fascinating people. I just want to put them on a podcast. They're like everyday people. Um, and I think that sometimes we say, oh, we only want to hear from, you know, the Oprah's of the world. And Oprah's great. I freaking love Oprah. I listen to her podcasts. <laughs> She's one of the ones on my list. Um, but I also want to talk to like my favorite business coach. I want to talk to my videographer who is a, about to be a mom for the first time. And like, things about running a business and being a mom. I want to, I want to have conversations with people about things that matter because I think one of the things that happens in education spaces is this idea that unless you're the best, I don't want to learn from you. And I, again, call bullshit on that because I think that we can learn something from everybody. Obviously, if you are having a career as an educator, you need to have processes and, things that you can teach on. You need to have systems and strategies that you can, you know, relate to people. You need to have content that is, you know, valuable to the person purchasing from you. But I also do think that there is something to the fact that we all can learn from each other. And so originally this podcast was going to be a different name and a different kind of format. It was going to be kind of more of a Q&A style podcast where I was going to bring on different people and or do episodes of me answering random questions from different people. And as this education brand kind of expanded in its scope, we realized that having a podcast would be a really great way to connect with people and provide them with an introduction into my world and to give them value for free. Um, because I think, you know, if people are investing a lot of money in your education. I want to make sure that they, one, like me as a person and like my point of view. And um, if you are somebody who's just starting out and you don't have the funds to invest, I've, I've been that, I've been that photographer. Uh, so my goal is that my free content can change your life. And if you want to take that even further, then I've got all kinds of resources for you. So we are building out an incredible product suite. I'm so excited. I'm not going to be sharing too much about that uh, in the beginning of this podcast. I'm going to be kind of letting that unfold as it does. Um, because to be really honest, I have a lot of ideas and I'm struggling a little bit with how to package it. Um, and that has been a fun thing to work through. And it's probably something I will turn into a podcast episode because Jordan and I have been recording our um, brainstorming sessions because there's just a lot of 
real and raw nuggets in there. So I don't know what that will ever come onto a podcast. I kind of have a vision that it will. Um, the person who helps me produce a lot of this content, you're going to hear about her a lot, is my videographer, Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany for being the literal best. She has been keeping me in high spirits along with Jordan and just not letting me lose sight of how needed um, what I'm trying to do is. And it's very easy to, to kind of get off on your own. I don't need to be the one doing this. There are other people that are better and, you know, maybe there are, but they're not the ones doing this right now. And I am, and, uh, that's really what matters. So that's kind of why the podcast, um, why education is maybe a little bit more of a story. It's a little bit more convoluted. I have been frustrated with education in the photography industry, literally since I started, um, whether it is high-priced courses that provide very low value, I've bought my fair share of them where it's like, oh, you're going to learn how to do X, Y, and Z. And it's, you know, 12 videos. And of those 12 videos, most of every video is fluff. It's just not actual practical knowledge that I can take and put into my business tomorrow. It's you just really need to be doing, you know, it's really about the marketing. It's, you know, you really need to have marketing and branding. Branding and marketing is really important. If you don't have a strong brand identity, no one's going to purchase from you. And if you don't have a strong brand identity, then you can't market. And if you can't market, then you can't get clients. Did I just say anything that you actually could use? No, I didn't. Um, and I think that you know, not to call out the person whose branding and marketing course I took, um, you know, back in 2015, but it, I paid a decent amount of money for something that genuinely taught me very, very little. Um, I went through a phase where I watched basically anything I could get my hands on in creative live. There were some decent courses there. Um, I really am appreciative to creative live. I think that that kind of education style really got me, um, going and seeing, kind of a, a future as a photographer and not a, a broke future as a photographer <laughs> and really did help me level up my skills. So I'm, I'm, I'm deeply grateful for that, but I have always felt like a lot of the most popular educators and education resources is very much about copy and paste what I do. Be just like me. You're only successful if you follow my one, two, three step plan. And the truth is there, it works. However, what I find is you then have photographers who are making quote unquote, you know, successful amounts of money over six figures who by many metrics are what everyone else wants and who are miserable because they are running businesses that they hate. And money is not the reason behind everything as a business. Obviously making money is important. Otherwise we would go work for somebody else. The whole point of, you know, working for yourself is to be able to provide for you or your family or whatever your situation is. Um, but if, if this is where it's like, I, I get on a little bit of a soapbox, but if I am trying to build a business and I have, you know, hired the virtual assistant and I've, you know, got my, if I'm a boudoir photographer, I've got a virtual assistant and I'm paying them X. I've got an editor and they're paying them X. And, you know, I've got my hair and makeup artist and they, you know, they're on salary. So I'm paying them X or I'm paying them, well, you know, maybe they're not on salary. I don't think that really matters. Um, and then at the end of the year, I'm like, wow, I made $125,000, but I paid myself like 40 grand. 
And maybe your first year, that 40 grand feels like a million dollars because you're like, wow, I quit my corporate job or I, you know, went from being a stay-at-home mom making nothing or whatever your situation is. And you're like, I made 40 grand. The business made $125,000. But after my studio and taxes and everything else, I'm walking away with $40,000 and then I've got to pay my own taxes on that. Is that successful? I, it depends on your definition of success. And so I started kind of just making friends in the, in the industry, um, whether they were wedding photographers, boudoir photographers, portrait photographers. And I kept hearing over and over and over and over the same thing, which was, yeah, the numbers are really great in the business, but like, I just hate running it. And I'd be like, oh, what do you hate? And they'd be like, oh, I hate, you know, all of the meetings that are required for doing IPS. And then I, my, my answer almost always was, well, why do IPS? And it's like, oh, that's the only way to be successful. It's the only way to make the kind of money I'm making. I'm like, that's one way of looking at it. Or I'd hear photographers say, you know, I have to be priced at, you know, $1,800 for weddings. Otherwise I'm not getting clients and I'm giving away the barn and I'm not really walking away with a ton of profit. And it's a lot of work. But if I, if I don't do it that way, then, you know, I won't make any money again. Why? You know, there are other ways to do things, but it was in part that I feel like people lacked the imagination and for a couple of years, I'm not going to lie, I blamed that lack of imagination on my fellow photographers. Um, this was like definitely back in like 2018, 2019. I felt like y'all are all just very unable to see beyond your own kind of ideas and the way this one person taught you, almost always a dude, and you know that you have to do it this way. Fast forward, pandemic happens. I kind of go through a season of tearing everything down to build it back up because the pandemic kind of forced me to, uh, I'm, I, I have an episode down the line for you guys about where I talk about, um, that Jordan asked me one day, what do you want? And this blew my mind. And I started realizing that I could not imagine doing things differently either. I had the same problem that I, I saw in other people. Um, and I started listening to books and a lot of like self-help, um, books. I, probably should put out like a list of my favorite books at some point of like, just life-changing. Everyone should read books. Um, but one of the things that was like a theme in a lot of them was that you can't, it's easier to see what's possible when you've seen someone else do it. If you don't believe that women who look like you can make millions of dollars, well, then you, unless you've got a whole lot of I don't give a fuck attitude. You probably aren't going to believe that somebody that you can make millions of dollars. It's just a very extreme example. But if you don't believe that you can be successful, if you, you know, have your pricing structure structure a certain way, or you have a certain style of shooting, or you have a certain approach or that, you know, you're a boudoir photographer that doesn't retouch skin or whatever it is. If you, if you don't think that it's possible to be successful doing things that way, because you've never seen it done that way, then, then you're, you're, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so I started having this, uh, flutter is the best word I've got for it in my soul of maybe you're meant to be the proof of what else can be possible for some people. Maybe you're here and having these feelings towards what about education and what about showing people other options 
Um, maybe all of that is inside of you and those feelings that you're having is because somebody else out there needs to have proof of what's possible and that you could be somebody who shares stories beyond my own of I did things differently and this is the business I created. So that was kind of the start of it. Uh, I honestly probably have set on doing this for too long. Imposter syndrome is very real. Um, I often struggle with thinking that I, my work is good enough and that I am somebody who has any reason to be an educator because there are quote people that are better than me. And then I had a friend who's not a photographer, uh, last fall kind of pull up um, some images of some of the largest educators in the photography industry and just put their images side by side in like a little bit of a slideshow for me to flip through um, and didn't have like who whose images were who's on it. And she was like, do you think these photos are good? And I was like, come on, they're okay. Like, I don't think they're bad, but she's like, do you think your work is better? And I was like, I think I have like a lot more diversity in how I can shoot. I think I maybe have a better understanding of how to light different types of bodies, different skin colors. I think that I have more creativity and more willingness to try things. And then I kind of trailed off and looked at her and I was like, whose photos are these? She's like, all the educators that you say that are better than you and the reasons why you don't want to get into this. And I was like, oh, okay. And then immediately was like, oh God, now I'm saying that I'm, I'm better than these people and all this stuff. And she was like, no, 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 no. I just wanted you to take a moment and see yourself in a little bit more of an impartial way in that you have something you can bring to the table and that you're the kind of person who's going to bring things to the table in a way that doesn't say that those people are wrong or that they're bad or that you're better than them. You're just trying to offer a different perspective. And I was like, yep, yep. That's it. That's, that's what it is. Um, the other thing that I, I have always, I guess, kind of had in the back of my mind is if you are oh, from the wedding photography world, the name Caitlin James probably rings a bell to you. Um, she is a wedding photographer, although she shifted somewhat into family photos in the last year or so, uh, based out of Virginia. And she is well known for her light and airy kind of style. Um, I have purchased a lot of her education over the years because I liked who she was as a person. Um, because I know I'm going to get read for this. I'm just going to kind of own it. She is a conservative Christian. Um, and we do not share a lot of the same ideological beliefs when it comes to immigration, racism, homophobia, xenophobia, etc. Um, but one of the things that has always impressed me about her is her ability to talk about what she does while not dis like disempowering other people who want something different. She talks a lot in her like editing stuff around, this is how I would do it. If you do it differently, you're not wrong. And I, again, I didn't know that it was possible to be an educator and not just say, this is how you do it until I saw it done by somebody else. Um, I have now have countless examples outside of her of other people who are doing that uh, in other fields. But I was like, I, I want to be able to provide education that feels whole in a way that hers does um, and that she deeply cares about her, the people, her students, um, 
but you know, maybe with a slightly <laughs> less conservative leaning, more gay friendly, more fat friendly, more, you know, all bodies, all skin tones, all, you know, all the things, um, because that is who I am as a person, but there, there's always been a, like a, she stayed true to who she is inside of things and the money and the giant business she has built has never changed that. And I just, I look up to that. Um, but I also don't want to be like her in a lot of other ways. So I just want to be very clear about that. Um, but I, I definitely, you know, wanted to kind of mention that because I, I didn't know how to be an educator. I still don't know how to be an educator. I am kind of making this up as I go, but I I've tried to find people who in certain ways I look up to and tried to say, okay, I, you know, what can I take from this? What can I take from that? What can I take from my own experience? And who is Amanda? What is my unique perspective and how can I add this to the conversation and not in a way to add more noise and more of the same, but something that's different. Um, I guess the other thing I would mention, actually I have two more things, um, is that I have found over and over again that the way I do things is somewhat of a, <gasps> you do it that way in Facebook groups um, and in like local photography meetups and that kind of thing, or like amongst other photographers that I have a lot of ways in which I do things that people are kind of like aghast by. Um, biggest one around that is probably pricing, um, one, how my pricing is done. And then two, that I have it online. This is a big controversial thing in a lot of photography groups, um, especially for boudoir. Although I would venture to say it's, it's pretty similarly the same for weddings is that people, you know, need to be, need to have a connection with you in order to purchase from you. Um, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I've done things differently and been very successful. And I almost always, when I, you know, there's inevitably a post about, I don't want to do it X way. Anybody else do it, you know, some way different. And I'll comment and kind of share, depending on what the kind of group is about my process. And I will inevitably get 50 DMS from people being like, how, why do you, what, where, where did you come up with this idea? Whose education did you consume? And I was like, I made it up. I made it up. I've tried things. When I tried to figure out my packaging for boudoir in the like span of about six months, I think I put up 12, 13 price lists, just tweaking things. I would, you know, get a couple inquiries. People would give me some feedback. I would tweak things. And I wasn't necessarily, I was tweaking like jumping in price tag or lowering my price, you know, a whole bunch. I was tweaking how I presented things, the language I was using, you know, this many packages versus this many packages. And same thing with weddings. I have, I have tweaked things over the years and tried to adjust as I see needed. And I'm not one of those people that feels like, oh, I, you know, once I put my pricing up, I'm not going to change it for a year. I guarantee you, no one is paying that much attention to what you're doing. And if they are, they're probably another photographer who's never going to be your client anyway. So like ignore them. Um, but I, I felt like, wow, okay. So the way I do things is really different. And then I would always get these messages or comments from photographers and I'm sure they're well-meaning, but it was like, but you're leaving so much money on the table. You're doing it wrong. How dare you, you know, devalue the industry. And I'm like, I'm charging a ton of money for what I'm doing. I'm not devaluing anybody. Um, so like, fuck off with that. And two, I want a business that allows me to live the life I want. 
That is, that is the, that is what came out of that conversation in May of 2020. Like, what do you want to make? I want a business that I don't want to burn to the ground every day. I want a business where, and I'm sure there are days where I still want to build, burn this whole thing to the ground. Last night was one of them for me, (laughs) but you know, I wanted a business where I could be someone who liked what I was doing, liked how I did it. And obviously I've had to make adjustments or figure things out or present stuff in certain ways so that I still have a full calendar, but I have never bought into the idea that if I didn't do it X way, that I wouldn't make money. And when I started realizing how rare that was, I was like, I want to add that perspective to this conversation. Um, I also wanted to change how people learn, um, kind of to circle back to Caitlin James for a moment. She released, I think it was in 2017, but it might've been 2018, her all access, which was kind of this behind the scenes, being able to see in real, not real time, but like see what shooting a wedding looks like. Um, I think it completely shifted the way education was done. And literally, I think I watched the first episode and was like, we need this for boudoir photographers. We need something like this, where it is kind of unfiltered, unproduced, not talking to a camera, not, I mean, hers is a little bit, not quite where I'm going with mine. Um, and mine is not going to be kind of a, a subscription in the same way that hers is. But I wanted to be able to show people, this is what it actually looks like. And I am not showing you so that you can take my entire process and copy it. I mean, if that if that works for you, go right ahead. But I, I think that I wanted people to be able to see what's possible, to see how I work with people. And if you hate that, I actually think that helps you. Because if, if, if you watch one of my behind the scenes videos and you go, yep, hate that, you're going to know even more surely what you would do differently, which then allows you to perfect your own process and to become a business owner that knows what they want. Um, and so I, I don't think it's about, you know, do exactly what I'm doing. I think it's about showing people what my process looks like. I had a somebody else kind of used this analogy with me after kind of getting a little peek into some of the educational resources we are creating. And they said, you know, you know, that whole like idea of like being able to like see behind the curtain and see Oz um, and like, you kind of can peek behind the curtain and be like, oh, wow, there's a man running this, you know, giant, powerful Oz. You're not giving a peek behind the curtain. You're trying to dismantle the need for the curtain entirely. And I was like, yes, because I, I want to just be able to show people, show photographers how your business can look. And then let you take what you've learned and turn it into whatever business you want to create. Um, I'm I'm not here to tell you to be like me. I'm here to tell you to be like you. Uh, and that is not a sentiment I hear in education. It's very much, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, there's um, a wedding educator. I think he's brilliant in his own right, but he's very much a, this is how you get people to book with you. This is my process. This is how you run meetings. This is how you, you know, sell the value and et cetera, et cetera. And there's nothing wrong with his process, nothing at all. But I think that where you lose the magic is maybe you take, you know, his steps one through three and eight and nine, but you don't, you know, you leave the other steps because they're not aligned with 
who you are. They're not aligned with your integrity. They're not how you want to run a business. And I feel like a lot of people fear, feel fear in, you know, I, I, oh, I can't do that. I, I have to follow their entire steps or it doesn't work. Well, probably out the gate, no, it's going to need some tweaks. But if you can sit there and figure out, okay, well, I tried this, this worked a little better. Okay. So we're going to shift to that. Uh, you know, oh, this, I, you know, this seems to be catching people up or right, let's shift that thing a little bit. Yes. There's a long game, but then instead of having a business that is a reflection of what someone else told you to do and you're making money, I think that the people who are really successful come up with businesses that actually serve them and are run the way they want to run a business on our inside of their zones of genius. And they're the people that are really, really successful. Um, and I'm not saying you can't be successful following other people's things, but I think the people that get to have the businesses that they are freaking in love with aren't people who are copy and pasting someone else's stuff. Um, and I think that that is a ro road less traveled, but I think it is a road that really does lead to more fulfillment. And I wanted to be able to kind of step into that. And for a long time, I really was like, oh, I, I don't know where to start. And then once I started actually like giving myself the space to create things for photographers, I was really excited to see how much I've been able to kind of put together. So I will be kind of walking you through um, some of the things that I am launching as we are launching them on this podcast. You for sure can, um, you know, have that in mind as you are listening to this podcast. There will be definitely some things where I'm telling you how you can work with me, but I also just wanted this podcast to be something where I could share some of the stuff some of the principles and the why and the wisdom that maybe I have with all of you um, and give you a starting place to kind of think about things a little differently and to start doing the harder work, I think, of figuring out who you are, who you want to be, the kind of business you want to run, the blocks that kind of stand in your way because we all have those. I am perpetually stumbling over the same shit. Um, there are, there are things and lessons, um, that I have to learn and relearn and learn and relearn over and over again. And I'm sure the same is for you. Um, I think that's part of being human. And I, I just kind of wanted to give a space for, for that, for the messiness of trying to figure it out and to be able to provide conversations that maybe can be a resource to any of you who are feeling like you want to have a business that is audacious and your own and everything you've dreamed of, um, regardless of what that looks like. So that's a little bit about kind of where we, where all of this has come from. The other thing I wanted to kind of just give you a little bit of a backstory for, I put this on my Instagram yesterday as we were recording the first episode and people are like, wait, wait, we want the whole story. So I'm going to put the whole story on here. Um, I was originally just trying to shop podcast names. I really struggled with the fact that everything that I either came up with or people suggested was a little fluffy and girly, uh, nothing wrong with, you know, feminine things, but, uh, for any of my queer listeners out there, I'm sure you will understand some of this. I struggle a little bit with people not taking me seriously I think because of the size of my body 
and that I am a little bit of just a girl next door. I, I wear a lot of athleta kind of athletic clothes. I am definitely somebody who likes to get a little bit sexy on occasion, but my idea of sexy is almost always like a blazer and no bra with like a lot of titty. Like that's powerful is what makes me feel sexy. Um, and so I was like, I don't want some cutesy, you know, little podcast name. Um, and everything I came up with was that. And then I was talking to, I don't even remember now. It might've been my sister. It might've been one of my friends. And I was like, yeah, I keep coming back to this like conversation I had had with some stupid person once who was like, oh, that's, you know, you're, that's quite audacious for you to think that you could do that. And I like, was like, wait a second, quite audacious. Has anybody ever made a podcast with that name? So I immediately went to Google and went and searched through podcast listings, uh, went on Instagram to see if that was like a hashtag that was used. And I was very pleasantly surprised to see that it had never been used as a podcast name. And I was like, quite audacious. I love that. Um, and originally I really loved that it. it was kind of like a little play on Q and A, uh, not as much into that now. However, I still kind of love the tongue in cheek nature of it. And I was like, you know what? I am quite audacious. I'm going to own that. I have done all kinds of things in my life and career that are just being a rebel and having a lot of audacity and a lot of, uh, no fucks to give about what other people think. And this just felt very Amanda. So that is where the podcast name comes from. Uh, so thank you to that hater who wanted to kind of knock me down a few. You gave me a brilliant podcast name and I am going to choose gratitude for you um, and for that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart because I am quite in love with this podcast. I am going to kind of let things end here. I hope that that was kind of interesting for all of you to hear a little bit about why a podcast, why education. I am sure I will have other thoughts on this as we go, um, but I'm excited for y'all to be able to get uh, the next episode. We've got a little quickie episode coming up for you. Uh, quickie episodes are episodes that I record when I have a thought or a tangent I wanna go on. I grab my mic, we plug it in, and we record one of them real time. Um, they are not thought out podcasts like these ones where I kind of go into it with an idea of what I'm going to do. Uh, they are podcasts where I am just coming at you with the real raw, what is happening in Amanda's mind. And they are probably my favorite episodes I've recorded because they're just, they're everything that I wish I could listen to. So hopefully you feel the same way. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to give us a little review and rate over on wherever you are streaming this podcast. Those things really do help out small business owners. And um, if you really, really loved the podcast, if you want to give a little screenshot of your um, wherever you're listening to this and post to social media and tag me at the Amanda Swiger. I would love that. Um, just trying to get my name out there and get this conversation out there to as many people as possible and, um, connect with any of you. And as I said earlier, if you have anything you want to hear me cover on this podcast or any questions you want me to talk about, let me know. I am open to taking this podcast wherever me and the people want to take it. So, uh, till next episode, I hope that you all stay a little rebellious and a whole lot audacious. Bye y'all.